0: Hello, I'm Jacob Kruger and welcome to the write your screenplay podcast as you know this podcast we don't look at movies in terms of whether they're good or bad two thumbs up or two thumbs down instead we look at movies of all kinds movies that succeed movies that fail great movies bad movies old movies new movies and we try to look at them in a way of what can we learn from these movies as screenwriters Today we're going to be talking about Nightcrawler, Dan Gilroy's script, and we're also going to be talking about a lot of other movies that kind of fall into the same genre, these these political character-driven movies that seem to succeed so well being kind of subtly political rather than overtly political. Just a warning for all of you, there are going to be spoilers in this podcast, so if you have not seen Nightcrawler yet, um, you should definitely run out and see it. Nightcrawler is a really interesting script. I feel like if a Taxi Driver and Network got together and had a baby, it would probably be something like Nightcrawler. The script succeeds on many merits. It succeeds on the merit of its spectacular dialogue. It succeeds based on the, perf- the great performances by Jake Gyllenhaal as Louis Bloom and Rene Rousseau as Nina Romina. It succeeds on the world, a world that we have not seen before, um, that we feel like maybe we should be familiar with, but we're not, that world of freelance newspaper photographers, which is a world that we've never been exposed to before. And it succeeds on the basis of some really bold writing choices that integrate a Strong, strong political message, a, a real indictment of of our media in a way that we really haven't seen since Network or maybe Bowling for Columbine, in a way that never feels preachy, that never feels like I'm being told what to think, in a way, in fact, that even somebody who doesn't necessarily agree with the writer can still be moved can still be taken on a journey, uh, and maybe even can still have their their thoughts changed just, just a little bit by this film. And this is one of the most important lessons, I believe, whenever we're working in a political framework. Uh, as a writer who, who also works on social political movies... When we have a strong socio-political point that we want to make as writers, sometimes the urge is to get up on our soapbox and start preaching, to tell people what they should think, to expose the hypocrisy or the thing that we're angry about, and to sway the audience's view of the world. And That is a really strong urge, uh, especially for those of us who do want to make a change. Uh, and who do see uh, the media uh, and film as such a powerful opportunity to make a change. Sometimes we fall into the trap of getting into our soapbox or the worst version of this. We've all seen those movies with the, with the big speech at the end that tells you what to believe. And instead of doing theme, we're doing moral. And, and instead of having real characters that people can care about, we're having political puppets that we're moving around on the, on the screen. And there's a big tradition of movies that uh, have transcended their political basis while still delivering a really powerful political punch. And some of these movies obviously clearly influence Nightcrawler. We can see Taxi Driver all over Nightcrawler. And if you think of Taxi Driver, one of the things that many people miss about Taxi Driver is Travis Bickle he may be a a psychotic, but he's also a Vietnam veteran. And there's a great line when, um, when Travis is going to buy his first gun, the guy selling him the gun says, there are a lot of great guns coming out of Vietnam right now. And Travis Bickle is one of those guns coming out of Vietnam. And in this kind of very subtle way, Travis Bickle's character in Taxi Driver ends up becoming more than just a psycho guy driving around in a taxi wanting to kill people. He becomes a political message. He becomes a a statement about what happens when you put people through a dehumanizing experience and then turn them loose into the streets. In this way, when people talk about Taxi Driver, they don't talk about it as a political movie, but we're actually we're moving people in a political way. We're moving the way people view the universe, the way people view themselves. And the way we move people is not through political languaging. If you look at the Ebola scare, Ebola's been around for a while, and thousands of people have been dying in Africa for a long time. But it wasn't until those stories got personal that we understood the story of the nurse or the doctor that we could follow that one person, that people start to, start to become aware of this issue and, and afraid of, of this danger. And this is the power of character is when we see characters, when we see characters that we believe and that we love as opposed to general characters or thought of masses of people or political thoughts, we get emotionally involved and we get influence not just on the conscious level, but I believe on the, on the subconscious level as well. Network is another really obvious precursor of Nightcrawler. And if you remember Network, and if you haven't seen Network, you should run out and watch that movie. It's a Paddy Chayevsky script. Uh, and if, if you remember Network, Network starts out with the main character saying, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. And he is also a newscaster and he has a nervous breakdown in the air where he says this. And everybody in America is is moved by this character. And we have to kind of believe that this main character, his belief is very, very similar to the belief of Paddy Chayefsky, who's a radical leftist writer. And we have to believe that the indictment of the media that this character says during his nervous breakdown is the heartfelt feeling of Paddy Chayefsky. But what makes network work is not the ideology of Paddy Chayefsky or the ideology of the main character. What makes network work, you may remember this moment, you're following this character and you're connecting with him. And there's a part of you that's saying, no matter what your political leanings, you know what, I'm mad as hell too. And I'm not going to take it anymore either. And then Paddy Chayefsky marches his main character into the office of the network CEO. The network CEO begins this incredible monologue. The, the, The monologue starts, You have meddled with the forces of nature! And the network CEO basically reduces all of the main character's arguments down to just destroys them, just completely destroys everything he believes, explaining exactly why everything that he's been fighting is absolutely necessary to the survival of America. And at the end of that monologue, the main character says, I- I've seen the face of God, and actually becomes a mouthpiece for that network CEO. Now here's what's so great about that. Patty Chayefsky doesn't believe what that network CEO is saying. But there are people who do. And by testing his thesis against the strongest argument against it, and by putting his thesis into the mouth of a character who is certifiably insane, he tests his own theory. Rather than getting on his moral high horse and telling you what to think, he shows you the different faces of the argument. And he lets you decide what you're going to think. There's one other element of network that we're going to come back to, which is if you remember Faye Dunaway's character in Network. Faye Dunaway in Network is a symbol of television. You you may remember there's a wonderful monologue where she describes her sex life in terms of television. Everything she does is like television. When she gets to the very end of the movie, Max even says to her, you're television. And this is a technique, and we're going to get to it in a moment. This is a technique that Dan Gilroy uses in Nightcrawler. The idea of allowing a character to become a symbol. It's like a little secret that you keep for yourself. You're like, Faye Dunaway's character is television. Or in this case, Jake Gyllenhaal's character, Louis Bloom, is business in the media. And that becomes a little secret that ends up governing every choice that Jake Gyllenhaal's character makes. Just like in Network, it's a a choice that governs every decision Faye Dunaway's character makes. It's subtle. It's not rubbed in your face. Instead, it becomes part of how you think about the character. It becomes your little secret in your back pocket. I want to talk about one more movie that's a political movie where the politics are buried. And that's Beasts of the Southern Wild. Beasts of the Southern Wild is a gorgeous little script about a girl. And again, there are going to be some spoilers here. Uh, She is growing up in a place called the Fishbowl. And the Fishbowl is going away because of global warming. But what's really interesting about this movie is that global warming, the words global warming are only mentioned one time. Time There's a teacher giving a lesson on global warming for about 15 seconds in the movie. And that's it. That's the only mention of global warming. Instead, the concept of global warming is built into the movie. Because what we're really looking at is not a thesis about global warming. What we're really looking at is the story of a little girl who lives in a place that is going away forever. And that place might not have been good, but that place was also beautiful And what comes after might be better or might be worse, but it's going to be different and it cannot be stopped. And you can see that that's just a metaphor for where we are right now with global warming, that we are looking at the irreversible end of something that may have been beautiful or may have not been beautiful, but was the only world that we knew. And in Beasts of the Southern Wild, the emotionality of that story our ability to care about that story doesn't come from the ideas of global warming it comes from these characters who relate to the concepts of global warming the little girl whose father is beautiful and cruel who is loving and abusive who is a complex dichotomy just like our world and her father is dying and the place she lived is dying and these things cannot be stopped And the little girl becomes a metaphor for us, and the death of a world and the death of a father becomes a metaphor for global warming, for the end of our currently existing world. And what's beautiful about these movies, and the reason that they succeed, is because they succeed on that level, rather than being uh, movies that preach about global warming that try to scare you about global warming, that try to take you, make you take action about global warming, that put characters on a soapbox about global warming. These are writers who trust their beliefs so much that they can allow them to inform the lives of true, complicated characters. These are not movies about perfectly good people who have the right ideas. In Network, the person with the most right ideas is not only completely insane, selfish, mad, driven more by his fear of losing himself, and ultimately swayed by the arguments of the other side. In Beasts of the Southern Wild, the main character is, is a little girl who doesn't really even know what global warming is, who doesn't even fully understand what's going on with her father. And you can see that this is a metaphor too. And in Taxi Driver, Travis Bickle is not a character driving around saying, you know, we should never have sent people to Vietnam, see what happens. He just is Vietnam. He just is that Vietnam vet. There's a great line from Tropic Thunder. I bet you guys didn't expect me to quote Tropic Thunder today. But there's a great line from Tropic Thunder where Ben Stiller says, you never go full retard. Although that obviously is a line meant in jest and it's it's a ridiculous fun line. You never go full politics either. You never let the perfect character get on the perfect soapbox and say the perfect thing. Because when you do it, what happens is you stop writing a movie. You stop writing a movie, a story of a character who changes. You stop writing a real complicated character. What you do is you do what Shakespeare did. You put wisdom in the mouth of fools. You put wisdom in the mouth of people who are broken and flawed Or even better, you just hold off on the wisdom altogether and instead allow your characters to embody your ideas. And this is the incredibly bold choice that Dan Gilroy makes in Nightcrawler and makes with tremendous, tremendous success. You may have noticed that everything Jake Gyllenhaal's character Lewis Bloom says sounds like it could have been taken directly out of a self-help book for business executives that could have taken been taken directly out of a class at Wharton Business School, could have been taken directly out of any weekend-long seminar in business communication. He speaks only in business terminology. And that is a huge choice for a character. And you can appreciate what a great actor Jake Gyllenhaal is in in his ability to carry it off. And you can see that this is that same exact trick that we saw with Faye Dunaway's character in Network. That same exact trick. It's a hugely bold choice, but this character is only going to speak in terms of business. And by the very nature of his speak, of course he is a sociopath. But the important thing, he's not full sociopath. In other words, his job in the script is not to be a sociopath. He's not just to be the crazy person that we write off. His sociopathic thinking is not full retard. It's not full sociopath. His sociopathic thinking is based on the idea that his only worldview, his only way of looking at the world, comes from business. He is incapable of forming relationships beyond what serves his business interests. He is incapable of talking to people in a reasonable way, except in terms of what does he want and what do they want. Now, that doesn't preclude the fact that this character has a whole psychology. In fact, by the end of the movie, we're able to find out that he doesn't like people. That he has an anger towards people. That there's a psychology underneath the psychopathy that makes him alive and real. It's a creative choice to let him speak like this. And you may notice most characters have some kind of backstory. This character seems like he came out of nowhere. It seems like he did not exist a week before, a day before this movie started. And this is not a character who's desperate... be in the media. This is a character who's desperate to be in business, in any kind of business. In the first scene, we see him try to take a job at some crappy metal shop and he can't get hired because he's a thief. He wants any job because he's driven by the idea of commerce. But... He also has a strong want, which is what a character needs, right? He has all the makings of a real character. He doesn't exist to be on a soapbox. He's not talking about business. He's just talking only in terms of business. He is trying to get what he wants by using business terminology. His foil in the movie, Rene Rousseau plays Nina, who is the network producer, news producer, who needs his shock and awe, gory footage. And he wants her. And she is almost as compromised as he is. She already has very little moral compass. She already cares more about her career than she does about the effect of her work on other people or in society or her responsibilities as a creator of the news or a reporter of the news, producer of the news. She's already deeply, deeply compromised. In fact, she's in conflict with another producer at the network who has maybe some degree of a moral compass about what is right and wrong. But she is just one degree more human than him. And over the course of the movie, we're going to watch her compromise that last little bit of humanity that she has, uh, agreeing to a sexual relationship with him in return for his footage. And of course, this is human This is not political. This is human. This happens to people all the time. Not literally, but emotionally metaphorically. There was a time when she was a bright young producer, probably just out of college, getting her first news degree and wanting to change the world and believing in love and believing in the news and believing in what she was doing. And over the years, she has become compromised by the business in which she works. She has lost her humanity. And, of course, our job as writers is to make the past present. And the past becomes present by taking away that last little bit of humanity that she has left. And this is orchestrated through the character of Lewis Bloom, this symbol for the world in which Nina works. Because we do have a news media that is driven by these capitalistic ideas. We do have a news media that is compromised by its need to be capitalistic, to make money, to deliver ratings by its competition with other news networks. We do have a news media that doesn't report the whole story, that reports the part of the story that will make money or that will have the longest legs or will get the highest ratings. That is where we are right now and it comes directly out of exactly the same kind of totally reasonable business thinking that makes up Jake Gyllenhaal's dialogue. Because the truth is, everything Jake Gyllenhaal says is totally reasonable and rational. It's exactly the kind of things that an MBA student should be learning. How to communicate, how to negotiate, how to use your leverage, how to build business relationships. He's an incredibly effective businessman without any of the beautiful mitigating things that most people who believe these ideas have. It's very rare that you find a person, although I'm sure they exist, who is as purely driven by an ideology as Lewis Bloom. But Lewis Bloom, as a character, he is more than just a character. He represents the media, and his journey is the journey of the media. Because he moves, driven by market forces, he moves over the course of the movie in his journey from just wanting to break in to just taking pictures to using the news as a source of vengeance and ultimately towards creating the news. And in this way, his journey is exactly the journey that we've seen our media go through. How the increased competition and falling ratings and desire to survive, and the exact marketing, MBA-style, self-help ideas that have been so helpful have caused. We watch our character go on the journey of news. And in the process of going on the journey of news, we watch him dehumanize those around him. We watch him dehumanize Nina even further than she's already dehumanized. We watch him take that final step that perhaps our news is taking. So this is the idea that I want you to hold with you. Is that the structure of your character's journey is like a little secret you keep in your back pocket. There is no character saying saying to Jake Gyllenhaal's character, hey, you are a walking embodiment of our MBA-driven philosophy, of our business-driven philosophy. No one needs to say that to him. No one needs to come out and say, hey, this is wrong. He doesn't need to go through a crisis of confidence about, hey, what am I really doing? He doesn't have to be likable in that save-the-cat way. He just needs to be committed to his ideals and make big choices in relation to them. But that journey is like a secret you keep in your back pocket. And as you start to think about his journey, you can simply think about, well, what is the news? How does the news work? What happened to the news? How did we get here? And how can I make the past present in Louis Bloom's story? How can I watch what happened to American media happen right in front of my eyes in this movie? And in this way, you have to trust that your beliefs are powerful and true enough that in this organic way, they will be communicated. You have to trust that rather than having to stand up on your soapbox, that you can simply show the world the way that you see it and that other people will understand. So thank you for joining me on this podcast. If you would like to study with me in New York City, online or on our international retreats. You can go to www.writeyourscreenplay.com, check out all my classes as well as our one-on-one pro track program. Again, that's www.writeyourscreenplay.com.